What's up? Welcome in. We're back. It's another episode of the You Like That Feels Great Baby podcast. I'm Eric Stenholm along with my co-host Joey Moore. A uh, lot to get into this week. We've been out for a while. Uh, we took a week off for Christmas and then just as we were about to record last week, uh, we saw the terrifying DeMar Hamlin situation and said no reason to record. It was really, really rough to watch, but uh, thoughts are with him and it looks like he's making a, a miraculous recovery. So um, I feel much better talking about football this week uh, than I would have last week. So um, big shout out to DeMar Hamlin and uh, I hope uh, I hope he's able to recover soon. And uh, gosh, if he would make it back to the NFL, that would be one of the all time stories in the history of the league. So sending our best to him. Um, when we talk about the NFL, though, we always talk about, especially you and I, Joey, we talk about um, how much we value body language, how much we value rah-rah and like, oh my, you know, X's and O's are extremely important, especially with your coach being Shanahan. But what can you say about Dan Campbell tonight in the game we just watched? Holy shit, the Lions won. <laughs> what a game. Before I get into there, you said it so well, but yeah, just on the whole like Demar Hamlin thing, um, it's amazing how when this week started, um, how tragic it was watching it. But um, six, seven days later, whatever it is, boy, it sure seems like it. It's one uh, one heck of an inspirational story, and yeah, still mm-hmm. prayers to him. Hopefully, he continues the the great you know progress he's made, and maybe see him back on an NFL field. But at least uh, you know just enjoy life with his uh, family and friends. But back to meathead Dan Campbell. <laughs> I could run through a wall for that guy. Um, how many just balls win, the wall I mean, calls he oh. had today? For for being such a for being a guy who gets such a rap for being a meathead, um, he seems to know what he's doing, at least somewhat. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, he's got um, a hot offensive coordinator, at least Ben Johnson, on the market for maybe a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, but what a job Aaron Glenn did today as defensive coordinator because I think he was on the I think they were saying he should get fired about midway through the year especially after mm-hmm. that Carolina game when they gave up uh, 945 yards on the ground. <laughs> um, but just what a what a, what a win! I mean the game essentially meant not that much to them, but I mean. You don't think that I, that team and and that that you know the players for him they're just thinking like man, we went from what they were last year three and fourteen if that, yeah, yeah. to nine and eight better record than the Packers, only lost out on the playoffs because of a tiebreaker with a loss to Seattle earlier in the year. The crazy thing is like the second they showed Dan Campbell in the pregame interview with Melissa Stark and they're like, you know, you, how did you motivate your team given that your season ended, you know, 20 minutes before the game started? He goes, we're here to send them home. And I was like, let's go. Like, I was, I thought there was a chance that, that I was like, they okay, could that's roll cool. over. And then I was like, no way. <laughs> it was, it was like, it was like, oh, that's cool. But like, everyone says that, like, that's good in theory, right? But like 45 minutes before kickoff, they're like, your season's over. Um mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just even like a bigger credit to him. Like they did. I mean, they look like, I mean, they look like they wanted to win. They act like it. And boy, but even even if they didn't win, I was saying like, what is it? like the Packers? Like, you know, Carolina ran up and down on them. Like, they just, I don't know. Something was off all year with them, and well, who knows that it bit him in the ass at Lambeau Field <laughs> against Jared Goff and the Lions. But it did. Yeah. 
they finished eight and two. Uh, incredible turnaround for them, and obviously, you know, a super positive feeling for Lions fans going into the offseason. They also pick sixth and eighteenth now uh, in the first round of the next draft, so that's pretty incredible, uh, especially given how they turn things around. Good this for season. them. They still, yeah, I'm awesome not, I for was, them. I didn't necessarily want to sign up to play Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs, but after watching Hard Knocks, I, you know, they they seem like they got a lot of really good guys in that team. I know they're in your NFC North, but. Um, yeah, no, good for them. Hats off. Good hats off them. to them. Uh, you, love, you just love it when good football players come together to be a good football team and play good football and win good football <laughs> games. And when bad football players and bad people on bad teams lose and their season is over, <laughs> I'm talking to you, Karen Rogers, who's going to be watching this postseason from home. He might be tuning uh, into this. Yeah, he might be listening to this. And if he is, please get the vaccine, sir. Um so let's talk about uh, what's next for the Packers, I guess. I mean, that was the storyline the second the game ended. You know, we'll get to the playoffs here shortly, but sure looked like that was it for him in Green Bay. I mean, he made a big theatrical exit. Has to be it, right? I don't know if I can even pretend to know what he's thinking because I don't know if he knows what he's thinking. <laughs> you could convince me he comes back and and, like, just run it back, which I think is the least likely option. Mm-hmm. You could convince me he retires. You could convince me he wants to get traded. And I think a good destination might be Tennessee. Um, mm. But I have no idea. But today was a bad look. Today was really bad. Yeah. No D- Devontae, no Devontae. Like, I just – because it did. It started to feel like the playoff game last year against the Niners where it's like you've kind of been in control of the game. But then, like, something happens. The Lions had that big drive. They go, and it's like, okay, butts are tight. And he throws, <laughs> and, and he just, he just kind of looks like I don't want to say he panics, but he just looks like he. It was that all-out blitz on the third and ten where he threw. He the did pick the same. Where, yeah, he just said, yep. just like puts his head down and says, "I'm throwing it." Yep. And, and he should have had. He should have had one earlier in the game get picked. Mm-hmm. But the guy didn't. Uh, he dropped it. And man, I mean. Rough day for him, rough day for the Packers, and looking like that era for them is. is we talk about like some coaches being frauds. Is Matt Lafleur a fraud? I don't think so. I think I think Rodgers has declined drastically this season without Devontae Adams. I think Lafleur's a good coach. I just you know we'll see. I don't know whether to give him credit or not give him credit that he's had Aaron Rodgers. Because I think, well, he's been really good. Like, who wouldn't win with him? But then I've also think that guy seems like a pretty big head case to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I don't think Lafleur's the problem there, but a lot to be sorted there in the off season. And uh, before we move on, fan. what an idiot, Quay Walker! Oh. How about you don't push the medical staff? Yeah, this week I, you of know all what? weeks too. He might get singled out in a later segment in this. Wonderful podcast. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the all-time bonehead plays right there. Really changed the game, brought the Lions right to the doorstep, and they punched it in from there. Incredible. Even moment. if the score was 900-0, to zero, what an idiot. <laughs> Anyways. Absolute blunder. So let's pivot to our teams. Uh, the Niners just rolled over the Cardinals, as everyone expected today, and then the Vikings comfortably won against Chicago. So Niners are the two-seed. They are surprisingly playing Geno Smith who was written off but didn't write back in the first That's game of Super Wild Card Weekend. 
uh, Seahawks at Niners next week against all odds. We all thought it was going to be Green Bay. They choked it away tonight. And then the Vikings, we knew last week it was an almost certain matchup at home against uh, the Giants, and that's where we are. Um, How are you feeling heading into your matchup against Seattle, knowing that you've missed Aaron Rodgers, which I think you have to feel good about, and now you're facing Geno and the old foes from the NFC West? My head tells me that this should be – I mean, they should win. I mean, pretty comfortably, but – yeah, Niners, Seattle, just weird shit happens. Weird shit happens. <laughs> and it usually is with Mr. Unlimited, and he's no longer there, but weird shit just happens. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, if you're asking me I'd rather see Geno Smith or Aaron Rodgers, I'd rather see Geno Smith. <laughs> and that's about what it comes down to. Yeah, it looks like that game is going to be the Saturday early game, so you're going to get this out of the way early. Uh, the Vikings are playing Sunday at, at 1.30 Pacific. Um, that's going to be the Fox middle game of the three on Sunday on what they're calling Super Wildcard Weekend. Um, I was having a debate with a friend earlier about, I guess you are more on the side of, you know, just play your guys. If you're going to, you know, win the Super Bowl, you have to beat everybody in your conference anyway. And I was more on the side of, I wish the Vikings would have rested everyone today because I want to play the Giants. So given that now if we won, we would have played Seattle instead of the Giants, it really didn't matter that much because I was trying to avoid the Packers. But I feel very good about this matchup with the Giants. I think everyone in the NFC wanted to play the Giants. Uh, especially with the Packers and Lions looming. It's a little different now, but a um, lot of anticipation for me, given this is the first Vikings home playoff game since 2017, since the um, since the Minneapolis miracle. So I'm going to be pumped. I'm probably not going to breathe for three hours. Hopefully it leads to the unthinkable, the you-like-that-feels-great-baby second-round matchup that we've been talking about seemingly for like eight weeks, but... Uh, pretty wild state of affairs in the NFC right now, which is where I want to go to next. So uh, the Eagles did not look great today, and they haven't looked great for almost a month. Um, the Vikings lost two of their three best offensive linemen for the season and are just have a complete patchwork offensive line. My question to you is, is the NFC San Francisco's to lose at this point? Because I'm starting to lean that way. I want to say that, but... I don't I the de- I mean we haven't done a podcast in about 3 weeks and the defense I don't think has stopped anybody in 3 weeks. <laughs> I know they played what was left of the Arizona Cardinals today. Um but if you ask me do I think it's Philly? No. They look they haven't looked good in in, in 3 or 4 weeks and and Jalen Hurts didn't do much today against the Giants J- Junior Varsity squad to make me think otherwise. <laughs> um Minnesota, like, yeah, I, I don't know if you're going to get the Minnesota team to beat Buffalo or the one that, you know, played Dallas and got removed off the television. <laughs> um, do I think Dallas? Absolutely not. I think they're terrible. I think I think Tampa's terrible. Um, Giants, not Giants, good. Seattle, yeah, I mean, no. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's not that but, the Niners are it, the prohibitive favorite, but on current form and the injury situations and everything, obviously they're going to be the betting favorite to come out of the NFC. But it really feels like if you get past the second round you know, and you're playing, say, the Eagles or Tampa even or whoever, you're going to be a, a fairly sizable favorite in the championship game with 
the seventh round Mr. Irrelevant at quarterback in his rookie year. This is freaking nuts, man. This feels unfair. He had his worst game in his worst game so far today, and it wasn't that bad, so that's a good sign. But he um JJ Watt, I gotta give him credit. He got two sacks. He he looked he uh he looked good. Um got a standing ovation too. I mean, which was I guess cool, but it was weird because it was like his first game he'd ever played here. And it was like I mean, like, yeah, I was like, what a good player, but I'm like, I don't – anyways. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if I had – if you put a you put a gun to my head and I had to put somebody come out of the NFC, prob- I'd probably say the Niners, but I I wouldn't feel good about it. Your top two quarterbacks suffered season-ending injuries, and uh, now you're feeling pretty good about the Super Bowl. So, pretty incredible story. It, it's, it's unprecedented. The only thing that comes close is um, – Trent Green and Kurt Warner in the 99 Rams, but I think that's kind of a completely different situation. Maybe the whole Nick, Nick Foles, Foles thing. Yeah, it could be Foles. I don't know. The, the, he's a rookie. Foles, Nick I Foles think that, was, yeah, he – if I was um, – was he a first-rounder? Foles was a second or third-rounder, I believe, but it was like his, what, fifth or sixth season in the league at yeah. that point? At and least, this is I a feel guy. Like. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, so let's just go through the Super Wild Card weekend in order here. Um, take a look at those games, make some predictions, and then we'll give our playoff brackets and who we think uh, are going to meet in the Super Bowl and who's going to win. So we'll start Saturday. Uh, Niners hosting Seattle. You would imagine that's going to be Fox's number two crew on that game. So that would be who? That would be – it's not Burkhart and Olsen. It would be um, – Is it? Who are they um, put? Is it the World Series guy, Joe Davis oh, and Joe uh, Davis. Moose? Yeah. I mean, if it's them, that's good. I, I thought. I like Joe, Yeah, Joe Davis did the Vikings Bills insane game earlier. We this year. we got we got Foxes. Job. I feel like they're Z crew today. I don't know Chris Myers <laughs> and Robert Smith. I think we got the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. going to be a great one in Levi's. We got to check the weather. It has been a monsoon in the Bay Area for it's a gonna, week. It's going to be wet. Yeah, I mean that probably plays even more into the Niners' hand too with their run game. So. Uh, that that one will start the weekend off, and then the shocker of all shockers: Jaguars hosting the Chargers is NBC's Saturday night game, which everyone in America expected that to be the the early game on Saturday because of you know the relative lack of a fan base for both of those teams. But the, the whole storyline, I was trying to make the point with you earlier before we started recording. The whole storyline here is you got Lawrence ascending, Herbert coming towards his peak. I think they are going with the quarterback storyline here. This probably would have been Rodgers versus the Niners had they won that game, but pretty crazy that they're putting that one in prime time with NBC's number two crew. Yeah, I, I would have bet. I texted you. I would have bet my entire bank account. That would have been the first game early one on Saturday while everyone's at the grocery store. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I remember earlier the Jags beat the crap out of the Chargers in L.A. earlier this year. Right. Um, a lot of injuries for L.A. at that time, and I think that was the game that Herbert tried to play when he definitely shouldn't have played with the rib injury. But even so, I mean, the Chargers, we'll talk about this later in my, my I'm doing three picks this week because there's only six games, so I can't do five. But when we get to that point, I kind of do like Jacksonville here, um, given the Chargers are – I mean, Staley is going to take major heat for today where Bosa and Mike Williams both went down with injuries playing in a game that meant absolutely nothing to them. So um, 
leaning Jacksonville there. That's it's not like it's going to be a barn burner, but that's one where I may look. And and by the way, the Chargers are favored in that game on the road, which I do not agree with. Um, Sunday, no. yeah, Sunday early game. I mean, Miami at Buffalo. This one is going to be. I mean, is there any way in hell to a place? Do you think? I don't think so. No. I think it's just going to be one big DeMar Hamlin celebration and they might play a football game <laughs> that Buffalo is going to win 41 to three. <laughs> yeah. The, the line has opened at 10 and a half Buffalo, 10 and a half. I was like, that probably should be 17. Um, I think it will get, even to... if Tua played, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know, I, but they did I, play them tough a few weeks ago in Buffalo, but with, just, with a healthy Tua at that point, there's I don't no know. way. Yeah. Even if it's Teddy Bridgewater and one of my maybe 10 favorite players in NFL history, like my guy Teddy, they have no hope whatsoever. Like, that is going to be a Buffalo coronation in that game. Um, And then, of course, you know, Vikings hosting the Giants. That's the uh, middle game on Sunday. That's going to be Fox's number one crew, it looks like. So that'll be Burkhart and Olsen. Um, I guess of the NFC games, that's probably the least anticipated one, but it does have a big market in New York. Vikings open as three-point favorites. Going to be a tough one because every game's a tough one when you're a Viking fan. I mean, it's not going to be a blowout win for us. And after that first game where the Giants, I felt like they kind of played, you know, they played okay. They didn't really, you know, pull out all the stops, I think, in this one, especially with the way Dayball coaches, we got to be ready for some some trickeration I'm, there. It's interesting. I don't know what to make of the game a couple of weeks with this one. Like, I don't know if that helps. I don't know who that helps. If right. it does. Right. Do the Giants yeah. look at that and be like, oh, wow, it took a 61-yarder to beat us, or we gave them everything we had and lost? Yeah, going to be a ton of Barkley in that game, his first playoff game. and I don't I mean, love that's... that the Giants just went to Cancun this today with resting. <laughs> I, don't, I don't love that. Hmm. Like I, I I don't mean to do what the Chargers did, but I don't I don't know. Yeah, you would. I think you have always been a proponent of you play your guys, and then if I mean, whatever happens happens. You you know you have to beat whoever they put in front of you. So resting guys or trying to play them, for a certain matchup like is two, something you don't like. Playing like a half or even like a couple drives. I don't know. They're so creatures of habit. I just I'm always afraid that they get. I don't know. They just lose, not lose it. Like forget how to play, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So here's the the Sunday night game that's going to get Tariko and Collinsworth. Baltimore at Cincinnati. No coin toss involved, thankfully, because Cincinnati got uh, their business handled today. So um, since he's opened as a six point favorite, I think that's going to move. So I am going to pick Baltimore as one of my picks of the week, but I want to advise people to wait because even when Lamar Jackson is announced in, because I think he is going to play, the line is probably not going to move much. Everybody and their brother is going to be betting Cincinnati here because they're clearly they have the better quarterback, the better offense. But I something about this game, I am I am sold on Baltimore. I was telling you this today, and you're telling me I'm crazy. Yeah, with or without Lamar, I just the whole Lamar thing. You know what? And that's going to be that's going to be my take later is is I think Lamar might have played his last game as a Raven Mm. and I just it's something's weird like they're not even saying like oh he's you know he's scheduled like this week or scheduled for you know to see the training staff Tuesday it's like we have you asked they're asking John Harbaugh he's like I don't know I don't know when he's 
Mm-hmm. Like no update. Like no, they don't even know if he's like nothing in the from Schefter. Or not. Nothing from weird. anybody. It's just yeah. really weird. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have an agent, so like no one's maybe advising on certain things. Like, hey, Lamar, we know you're pissed, but like, I don't know. We don't. I don't. It's just something's weird. But anyways, um, I might root for the Ravens on this alone. I find it as cool as it was when Demar. It, it it was it came out that he said when he wrote down did we win which was like the most electric thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I just find it equally like kind of sad, kind of funny that the Bengals have gone from pray for Demar to um, what happened Demar real quick with the whole coin toss. They're like, right. we were praying for you, but whoa, 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 we don't want to do a coin toss. This this isn't fair. They're like, this is mm-hmm. this is this ain't right. And I'm like. Okay, bud. Yeah. This guy this guy almost died. Like, could you stop complaining about a coin toss? Like, how about you just beat how about you just beat Tyler Huntley? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even Huntley today too. It was like Anthony Brown or something, and they still That's right. I it mean, wasn't even co- him. Yeah. They they won and they covered, but I am not sold on Zach Taylor. He went to the Super Bowl last year. He won the division again this year. The guy could probably win five Super Bowls. I'm never gonna be sold on that guy. It's just like he, the greatness his, you know of Burrow. Is? You know what it is? It's his face. <laughs> it's kind of true. Like I feel like that is like he does. Like his resume is pretty good for his third year, right? Yeah, th- uh, fourth year. Fourth, fourth year. year. Okay. Yeah. So third year got to the Super Bowl. One of the not terrible, and we're right. like, he's a fraud. Yeah. I and mean, you know what? I the only thing is, is it looks like his face because I look at him. I'm like, you look like <laughs> something's up. Yeah, he looks like a guy that's gonna. I don't be know. The I don't know whether you lost. You. Like, I don't know whether his face says his dad gave him the job or I just want to punch it. <laughs> but he's it's done so nothing true. to me. And last year it killed me because I bet on Kansas City in the AFC Championship game. I bet on Tennessee, I believe, in the divisional round. And the Bengals proved me wrong because of the greatness of Burrow. I just I feel like the coaching disadvantage, Harbaugh with a healthy Lamar, which is a big if, against, you know, the incredible burrow but with an incompetent head coach i mean this is going to be a wild one i am ready to bet on baltimore i want it to get to seven and a half but right I now i guarantee you nbc hopes lamar's playing oh god yeah they <laughs> they must have heard something for them to put take that as their because you you would have thought they would have asked for either dallas versus tampa or the vikings game or i'm they kind didn't of shocked want, that yeah. espn got dallas tampa yeah, let's go to that one next. So that's Dallas at Tampa, Monday Night Football, Buck and Aikman. That's probably the game of the weekend. I- I'm probably. pumped for that one. Dallas is a three-point favorite, and we'll get to it later. But we're leaning towards one side here. If uh, if anybody, any one of our 11 listeners remembers Joey's uh, wild take from a couple weeks ago, we really do not like Dallas, and we really are going to take the NFC South champion who went 8-9 and nine in this game. Yeah, I don't know if we're picking games yet, but yeah, I I know today didn't mean much for Dallas, but oh boy, <laughs> like, I wouldn't feel good. No, they're not a great look. They played the guys There's for another most pick, of the game. Dak, like, just stop throwing it to the other team. And that, I feel like he was very secure with the ball the first five or six years in the league for him, and what for whatever reason this year, I mean, he has just given the ball away week after week. So hard to feel good about Dallas at all going into that game. So before we get to your Jack and the Bum of the Week, and as always, we got some incredible candidates, we're going to mark things off here. We're going to make our playoff brackets, and then after the Super Bowl, we'll compare how we did here. So 
Let's start with the seven seed Seattle at the two seed 49ers. I am going Niners, and I think you are too. Yeah. As much as I want to hedge my feelings, um, (laughs) I think I'm confident enough in this one. Considering we've played Seattle twice this year, and they have a total of one offensive touchdown. Yeah, I'm very confident in D'Amico Ryan's defense getting the job done there. If we lose, I will walk into traffic. (laughs) This is a high-stakes game for you. And and my uh, uh, good buddy Jake, Kayla's cousin, texted me. He he wanted Green Bay um, because he said if we play Seattle and lose, he's going skydiving without a parachute. (laughs) Very, very high-stakes game for that household. (laughs) So, yeah, I think also you guys had Green Bay's number in a way that like no other team. It almost it, it almost was like we had their number so much. I'm like, this is going to change eventually. And I feel like it's going to be this year. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting a little worried. And the Rogers versus Purdy. The, the I, I did. I was like, there, is that going to happen? Is, is Purdy yeah. going to be there? Is that going to happen? <laughs> but now that it's Geno Smith feels just a little bit different. Also good on the Seahawks in a season where they expected to be. Three oh, heck yeah. Four and 13 to make the Same playoffs. thing applies what I said to about Dan Campbell and the Lions. Just love it when good football players become a good football team and win good football games. And They yeah. did it to spite Russ, and it freaking worked. Yeah, like from, just... from the opening kickoff of Monday Night Football in week one, when that crowd was whipped up and guys like Lockett were just like in a frenzy, I was like, oh, this team's got a little something. You could make man. an argument for Pete Carroll for Coach of the Year. You really could. And everybody was saying Sirianni for months. I'm and actually months. confident. I was so confident that he was going to win, and I'm so confident he's not going to win. Who do you think is going to pip Shanahan then? I don't know if it's going to be Kyle, just because I think. I don't think people think anyone could have taken Brock Purdy this, but I, I mean, I think it was getting, like people thought the Niners would be good, so they are good. I don't know if it matters too much, but I think Brian Dayball, he would be probably my pick, or if my if I had to guess who was going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can make it because make he good, did more with less. That's essentially what the award goes to. I feel like right. every year, but you can make a case for him. You could make a case for Pete Carroll. You could make a case for Dan Campbell if you want, even though they didn't make mm-hmm. the playoffs. You could make a case for Doug Peterson. Kevin you O'Connell, you know, yeah, minus, you could. minus three point differential went thirteen <laughs> you, and four. I mean, that's could. talent right there. You can't teach that. But even even him, I feel like he might get negative points because I think people think the Vikings are good. Right. Like Pe- like people think that the Giants are bad. Yeah, and they exactly. Made the playoffs, I feel like so that's, that's part why... of what goes into the coach of the year. Like right. Like congratulations, but like, yeah, Kirk Cousins is good. Justin Jefferson, best receiver in the league. Dalvin Cook, really good. Um. I was going to name somebody on the defense, right. but, but yeah, they, Kendrick's sure. Yeah, we <laughs> well, actually Daniel Hunter soul. looked good today, but he played yeah. Chicago. Yeah, everybody looks good against Chicago. Not the Niners, um, not Trey Lance, but that's a whole different. <laughs> so the Bears were three and four, and the Niners were three and four heading into Week Eight. <laughs> the Bears finished three and fourteen. Oh, I didn't even and think got of that. the number one pick in the draft, and the Niners ran the fucking table <laughs> and went thirteen and four, and are the number two seed in the NFC. Absolutely wild, and this is why we watch because anything can happen. Going into Week Eight, you were like, "Yeah, maybe, maybe we, we we can turn things around, host a playoff game. That would be really cool." And now you're like, "We're winning the whole fucking thing." And Bears fans, I don't even are know like, if I said that. Did yeah. I say that? Yeah, you may have been like, "Oh, like we we're, looks like uh, looks like we're gonna get McCaffrey." I think I might have said like, "Oh, we'll get healthy and hopefully like hopefully catch Seattle." Th- that was what I was saying. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> hopefully catch Seattle. And now it's like, oh, my God, you're playing Seattle in the first round of the playoffs. It's hey, nuts. Seattle made the playoffs now, so don't tell me the Niners didn't beat any playoff teams. We beat them twice. <laughs> yeah. We also beat Miami and Tampa, so we beat four playoff teams. Powerhouses. Absolute juggernaut. And we oh, also man. took the field against Kansas City. Yes. We also played. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go with the second game here. Chargers at Jags. I'm taking the Jags in that game. Who are you taking? I'm t- I would take the Jags, yeah. Okay, so we're we're the same there. Obviously, Miami-Buffalo on Sunday. That's Buffalo in a route. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no question there. I, I'm knocking on wood several times. I'm taking the Vikings to beat the Giants. Who are you going with? Yeah, I... That's going to be a close win. game. I, it's it's going to yeah. be close, but I... Because I, I, I actually think the Giants are better than what people think they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're like a, wow, like we lose to the Giants. In the, I, I don't, I, Daniel Jones is playing really well. And and they got a front four, like, they can get to the quarterback. Great Saquon Barkley's for the had, Giants against had a heck us. of a year. Saquon Barkley's second best comeback player of the year, running back behind Christian McGaffrey. Um, who else? Kenny Galladay caught a touchdown today. So oh that God. was cool. Yeah. Good for him. Giants Glad he made the country. a paycheck. Oh man! <laughs> um, yeah, so, I would take. That's the what I, I'm. I my most the worried there about the the Thibodeau and the front four of the Giants against our newly inept offensive line. It was holding up pretty well. Darisaw was back. It looks like Bradbury's going to be back next week, and then we lose our starting right guard and right tackle for the season. So big trouble on the offensive line. We'll see if we can get through it, but I will take us to win the first round matchup. Here's where we're going to diverge. I am taking Baltimore to beat Cincinnati uh, as the sixth seed. I can't believe I'm saying that, but if Lamar comes back, I will take Baltimore in that game. Harbaugh's a better coach. I just feel like that's the spot for me this week for me to stake my claim on something that not a lot of people are going to agree with. I will take Harbaugh, the far superior coach in that game. Tell me I'm wrong. You are wrong. Um <laughs> Harbaugh probably is a better coach. In fact, I'm pretty sure he is. Uh, I think Cincinnati's going really far. I, okay. I, yeah. I just. We saw that show last year, and I even mean, if I, Lamar does play, he says he hasn't practiced in a month. Like, mm. I mean, there are some people who are like, "Is he going to throw the game?" Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just something's really off. Like, I don't know if if pe- like Lamar was. As high character as you could get, everyone loved him. But like, because you know, you know, there's other great players on the Ravens who are like, you know, I don't have a deal after this year. I have no guaranteed money left. Like Lamar, you are getting paid. Like whether it's fully guaranteed or from somebody else. Like Lamar, you're going to be fine. I don't know. Something's just up. Um, but Joey's a big vibes guy, and the vibes big around vibes the Ravens guy, are not and, good. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty cool that they played today and then they play a week later. That's what I like is Harbaugh seeing the best of what Cincy has to offer, having a week to game plan against it. Zach Taylor's probably going to like try to solve a Rubik's cube for seven days and let <laughs> the Burrow ba- you mail know what? him out. The, the Bengals might have some uh, bad vibes, whatever you want to call it, coming to them with uh, mocking the whole, you know, the coin toss, like the whole thing. Like we're all upset. Like DeMar just ruined our whole season. Like, like I said, they went from pray for DeMar really quick to uh, – uh, getting a video from James, uh, what happened, uh, Demar? <laughs> so, seems like that was a little, uh, a little weird. But, um, yeah, but you're I, pushing I forward Bengals. with Cincy. Okay, so uh, you yeah, got Cincy. 
I am taking Tampa to beat Dallas. Uh, and even though they're three-point underdogs, what I saw from Dallas today is what I've seen from them for the majority of the season. Yes, they boat raced the Vikings. Yes, they had some really solid performances, especially in the middle of the season and then without Dak at the beginning of the year, which was very surprising. I think they are in a downward trajectory at the absolute wrong time. You can say what you want about the game today, but given the way Dak has been giving away the ball, Tampa still has a pretty good defense, and then Brady's going to be up for this game. So, you know, could be his final career game. Who knows? I mean, I'm on Tampa here. What about you? I'm on Tampa. I don't – I, I'm weirdly confident about it. Like, it, the Dallas has, has gone from, like, uh, Weedon boys to uh, we might not beat them boys. <laughs> um, and, yeah, they – Oh, Dak is turning the ball over more than anyone in the league right now. Their 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 defense has had their second cornerback outside of Diggs is uh traffic cone. Yeah. And um it was just a couple weeks it was just last week that Mike Evans caught nine hundred and fifty balls for <laughs> a million yards. Um against Carolina's banged up secondary. So I just like you said, Tom, this might be it. Um it's at home in Tampa. I, I just, Dallas is like, if they don't get up like 10-3 after the first quarter or something, mm-hmm. like, butts are going to get tight real quick. Like, McCarthy's butt's going to be even tighter than it usually is. <laughs> like, Kellen Moore, Dak, all these guys. Like, you know, the only thing that's kind of saving them is Dallas really doesn't stop the run very well, and Tampa has, like, the worst running game in the history of the league, apparently. Mm-hmm. Boy, I don't know. But all the pressure is on Dallas here. Like, McCarthy might be coaching for his job. All of them. Like, yeah. everybody. Like, like who knows what Jerry Jones does if they lose this game? You're losing to an 8-9 and nine team? Mm-hmm. Who cannot physically run the ball. This is a lot of pressure on Dallas. That's probably the game of the week. I love that it's Buck and Aikman. Love that it's Monday Night Football. Must watch. That is going to be awesome. So we're both going with Tampa there, which means... Out of the NFC, we're going Vikings Niners in the first round or in the second round, um, and that would be in San Francisco or in Santa Clara. And I am going with the Niners there uh, comfortably against a Vikings team I wouldn't that say will comfortably. probably keep it close. But I wouldn't say yeah. I mean, I'd pick the Niners. Just the like you said, the the Minnesota offensive line would scare me. Um, although they it sounds like they get Bradbury back, because I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, they were on their third center. Yeah, um, yeah. the backup Schlotman, he was also out for the year after the game uh, against the, the Packers, so offensive line is in tatters. Darasaw back is going to help. I saw they had – we got the uh, Minnesota game on TV, the early game, so I watched a bit of that. And Dalvin Cook, it's, they said they got banged up a bit, but he came back. But, um, yeah, the, the offensive line – I mean, they've been complaining about the defense all year, but – the, for me, the bigger thing would be the offensive line, but I, I would, yeah, I would take, I would take the Niners. Absolutely, I agree. Um, next one would be the Eagles hosting Tampa, and I mean that's going to be a closer game than people think. I will go with the Eagles nominally just because they will have a week of rest. I think they have a far, 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 far superior roster and head coach um, than Tampa does. Obviously, the quarterback advantage goes to Tampa, you would think, but I will go with the Eagles uh, coming out of that matchup. I want to take Tampa so bad, but I I don't think I can. I Philly is 
uh, they scare me. If if I was an Eagles fan, I would not feel good. Mm-hmm. But I think the two weeks is going to help Jalen Hurts. Um, and I just don't think Tampa's very good. I it tells you what I think about Dallas. I don't think Tampa's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- I think Philly would beat Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. I mean so, Tampa. Sorry. Yeah, Phil. Yeah. So you're we're both going Philly SF. Uh, NFC title game. The AFC, I have Kansas City facing Baltimore, and I like Kansas City there big. Uh, you have Kansas City against Jacksonville in your bracket. Uh, who do you have there? Move it along. Yeah, we'll go KC there. <laughs> <laughs> I, especially with a week of rest. They, famously, Andy Reid with a week of rest is just like unfrickin' beatable. They're, they're having so much fun out there. They did a frickin' ring around the rosy before they scored a touchdown against the the Raiders. Like, I really thought about it after you texted me. I, like, I saw it again. And I was like, you know what? Like, if you did it right, you could really kind of hide or go really quickly. Like, where's like certain people, like personnel are. Like, you know, <laughs> what if like they did that and like Travis Kelsey's like, whoa, he went way over here, and then like, crap, there's like a a linebacker who can't run is covering him, or I don't know. Andy Reid. Sometimes when you're that good, sometimes you just get bored and you just start making shit up. Right, and maybe he's like, I'm trying this now in this mostly meaningless moment of the game to see if I can trot this out to scare the living shit out of Buffalo in the title game. I kind of feel like that's what the thought was there. It was also really cool to watch. Like, these guys are having fun. That's a a team that's really together. Um, I have Buffalo facing Jacksonville and Buffalo winning handily in that game. For you, it's Buffalo-Cincinnati, and that... That is a big one right there. What do you have? I have Cincinnati. I, I actually have Cincinnati beating them pretty handily. Wow. And that game would be in Buffalo. Um, so that's that would be a bit of a See, I, I was going to ask you. I'm like, I still don't understand it exactly, but I guess it's because that's just conference record. Yes. Uh, or whatever the, the tiebreaker ended up being. Actually, no. Buffalo finished with more wins because they did beat New England today. So... New England uh, or Buffalo is 13 and three and Cincinnati's 12 and four. So you have Cincy winning that one. So then we'll start with the NFC. I have the Niners beating the Eagles in the NFC championship in Philadelphia rookie quarterback going in and winning that one. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I am going with the Niners to come out of the NFC and your pick. You can abstain if you want. I will give you that option, but who are you picking? I'm going to pick because I'm uh, uh, the reality is, is this, my words have absolutely no bearing whatsoever on what actually happens in the game. So, yeah, I, I would I would pick the Niners, although, again, I just it, – it's it's weird because I'm like I, – I, I would. If I if I was on uh, – if I was Skip Bayless tomorrow and I had to pick games against Shannon Sharp or something or Stephen A. Smith, I'd, yeah, I probably would. I'd, I would pick the Niners to beat Philly. Um, I think you match up well with them. I think if you were to face – Say like the Vikings in the NFC Championship was it, which can't happen given the seating. But I feel like you match up better with Philly than you do with the Vikings because there's no. I mean, AJ Brown is obviously very good, but the whole Jefferson factor with your corners and your secondary could be a little bit of a problem. I feel like what you do well aligns with what Philly doesn't. See, do I well. would disagree. Okay. Because of the offensive line, that's what scares me about Philly. They can. Like, they got to – well, I mean, Lane Johnson, who knows if he's – I mean, sounds like he's going to play, but there's no way he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Mailata is a gigantic human being. Travis – or Travis Kelsey. Jason Kelsey's really good. I think, th- like, the, the Vikings offensive line tells me that our corners wouldn't have to cover as long. Right. If they could get to the quarterback. 
and they could double Justin Jefferson, and I would just say, okay, Adam Thielen, if you go catch nine for 140, good for you. Um, <laughs> which you might against Diamador Lenore because he can't cover anybody right now. Um, but, yeah, what scares me about Philly is is not only do they have good offensive and defensive line, um, A.J. Brown, when we played him last year when he was on tennis, he absolutely destroyed us. And we, we didn't have um, – Mooney Ward, so I think he could cover him a lot better. Um, he sometimes follows the number one receiver, but what would scare me is De- is Devon- Devontae Smith. Like, mm. he his route running against whoever it would be, I don't love, whether it's Hufanga, who doesn't look like he knows who he's covering some of the time. Mm. Love that guy. Great, great, big vibe guy. Big vibes, but uh, <laughs> sometimes doesn't. I don't think he knows the play sometimes. Like, when he makes a mistake, it's like, did he know the play? Yeah, like the first game <laughs> against Miami or the first play against Miami. Yeah, like, did he know the play? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, so you're a little more worried about that matchup than I am, but we both are taking SF. And then I have it as KC Buffalo at a neutral site, which is rumored to be Las Vegas, but we'll see. And I have KC coming out of that game and getting back to the Super Bowl for a rematch with the 49ers. You have Casey against Cincinnati. That game would be in Arrowhead Stadium, and your pick would be. I know I said before this I had the same thing as used Kansas City, but I guess I didn't understand how the matchups would work. I, I'm i I'm going Cincinnati. Wow. Okay, so we're having a rematch of a couple of the Super Bowls in the, the 80s. Ni- the Niners are going to go for the hat trick against yeah. the Bengals. I can't believe it. So my pick, Kansas City. That's crazy, though. I'm basically the Bengals go two straight AFC titles. Yeah, I mean, if they and Zach do that, Taylor doesn't know what he's doing. Exactly. If they do that, I mean, that puts Burrow right at – I mean, Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. He's the best quarterback in the NFL, no doubt. That if puts Burrow, Burrow was to win the Super Bowl, it's he's right there. I put him number two, absolutely. If he gets to the Super Bowl again, even. I no, put but I'm – well, yeah, if he, but if he wins it. If, if he wins it, I mean – He's right Mahomes, there. Mahomes gets – He would have the MV, – he would have two MVPs. Because I think he's going to win it this year. Right. Man, and he'll have been the maybe the best. But 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 the thing for me too. is, is, is Joe Burrow like it looks like he kind of has his number. It, it's true. It would be four in a row, wouldn't it, if he beat him in the yes. playoffs? Yeah. To this point, Burrow is three and zero against Mahomes, including including uh, two at Arrowhead, I believe. I, whatever it is, it's unbelievable. Um, I think one. I think, but that was the big. Oh, one. you're right. Right, it was it was the, the AFC both regular season games were in were in Cincinnati, you're but right. the big one was in. Yeah, in, and I gave them no chance in that game. I oh, remember. I remember. I think I remember texting you like, "Just all right, uh, CBS can move on to golf or whatever they're going to broadcast because <laughs> this is over." And then it was then, like, boom. "Wait a minute, oh boy, wait a minute, Joey B." <laughs> so I do. I, I have I have an affinity for Joe Burrow just because he goes by Joey on. His, his autograph, his autograph says Joey. His his social media says Joey. So good for him. Yeah, you want to talk about all time vibes guy right there too. He might be on the Mount Rushmore of vibes. Today they asked him in the post game press conference, "Do you think about like how long your contention window is, and like is this one of our last chances to win with this group?" He goes, "Our contention window is as long as I'm the quarterback." And I was like, "That." Is what you're supposed to say when you're a fucking badass. Like, good on you, Joey B. Pretty That's incredible. Good. Yeah. 
I mean, I saw that and I was like, and he's of course, of course, smoking a cigar again in the locker room. I'm like, this man needs to be protected at all costs. So Kansas City over SF is my pick for the Super Bowl. Um, I think that Mahomes and especially Andy Reid as well don't get the kind of credit they deserve. I think these are two first ballot Hall of Famers that they want their probably their final moment together. I think Andy Reid is going to retire soon. Um, He's been coaching since, I believe, 98 nonstop as a head coach, which is a long, long time, even more than Belichick. So um, I'm going KC over SF, a rematch of the 2019 Super Bowl. I know that hurts. What are you doing? You're going Cincinnati against SF. Who wins that? I don't know why. I can't can't come to pick. It doesn't feel weird picking the Niners to get to the Super Bowl, but it I would probably say Cincinnati over the Niners. And you've been consistent with this all year. You've been putting Cincinnati right at the top of your power rankings. I think they're really good. Yeah. And I think they would be by – if that is how it works, I think they would be by far the toughest team the Niners have played since they got dog-walked by the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did think that we looked not great today, but – and I know Arizona played – Nobody, um, but they put up 38 points. And even like when we were really good, a couple of years met the Super Bowl, putting up 24 points was hard for, right. for this offense. Um, but for some reason now, it looks like we just wake up out of bed scoring 28, 30 points mm-hmm. and now give up 500 yards to Jared Stidham and the Raiders. I don't know what's happened in the last three weeks. Offenses seem George Kittle looks like an absolute hall of famer again. Um, but we can't cover anybody, and and when you Higgins play the when you play the Bengals, yeah. that's a gigantic problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's a very large problem. So you're yeah, going I, Cincinnati to win the Super Bowl. I am going Cincinnati to lose in the first round to Baltimore. There, so that could be that could be our that could, that that's our big uh, whatever you call it. Um, I don't know what's the thing yeah, when people a, disagree. Hot I don't take. Know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mine is more of a. I, I, well, I don't know. I think feel like they're equally large hot takes. Like, you know, thinking that Baltimore can go, go into Cincy and win is a little bit crazy. And then thinking Cincy can get through both Buffalo and KC to win the Super Bowl. That would be – now thinking nice. about that, that would – because that means they would beat – well, they oh. didn't beat Buffalo. but If they play Lamar, they will have beaten the 2019 MVP, the possible 2022 MVP, the 2018 MVP, and then the GOAT, Brock Purdy. I mean, that'll be yep. really impressive. No, but I was going to say, <laughs> if they would have done it that way, they would have beaten both Kansas City and Buffalo twice. Right, in one season. Oh, man. That would have and, been. And for, for the whole <laughs> argument of, like, Mahomes, Allen Burrow, like, Joe Burrow would have a big old plant his yeah. flag into that Absolutely. argument. Because he, so, yeah. ha- he would have a Super Bowl, and he'd pretty much say, like, well, you guys can't beat me, so – and and the cool thing about that whole argument is you can't really argue like oh well so and so's got better team like they're all really right. good right like so it, you know if you win the game like you it's it's not like you know people would say like you know Niners would play the Packers every year and they'd be like does this mean like is Jimmy a better playoff player than Aaron <laughs> I'm like that is Let's a little too much here. for me but yeah. um yeah this, this it'd be it'd be 
Business is booming in the NFL. Yeah, that's for damn sure. So, uh, I picked KC over SF in the Super Bowl, and Joey picked Cincinnati over SF in the Super Bowl. We'll look at those picks uh, after the big game in Phoenix and and chalk off who actually did better on those. So, now we're going to move over to Joey's Jack and the Bum of the Week, the final one of the regular season. A lot of great candidates for you. I put New England's coaches as as you know a candidate there. Gave up two kickoff return touchdowns, and then I thought that their defensive and offensive game plans were terrible. And I feel like Belichick either needs to completely redo his coaching staff or, or retire. I thought that was a a pretty embarrassing performance when you give up two kickoff return touchdowns in the same game. And then I also put Dak on there. Dallas in general for a horrible performance, and then Houston for screwing over the first overall pick. But you, you actually respect Lovey for that. I, I, like, <laughs> as somebody who loves people who, as someone who who loves watching other people be very petty, um, when it was rumored that him and uh, Casario were going to get fired, and he says, "Not only am I going to get a touchdown on fourth and twenty, I'm going to go for two. and uh, I, I found I just like that's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, as you mentioned, fantastic candidates, as there are every week. Um, but today, but tonight, after tonight, for me, the easiest one is the entire Green Bay Packers. Jack and the bum of the week. The first one of the new calendar year, 2023. <laughs> so you are the only bums of the year. And uh, I could just start with saying you lost to the freaking Lions in a must-win game. Remember when uh, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show this week and said the only must win was World War II? Well, today was. <laughs> and you lost. Uh, it was a must win for you. Not not the Lions. They had nothing to play for. Um, but somehow they played harder than you did and and won. And I, uh, Matt LaFleur got out coached by Dan Campbell. I mean, sometimes you're like, what does coaching do? But like Dan Campbell was like, okay, what a call. What a call. That – that like hook and lateral on what was oh, it? It was second and was, 17 to even get them yeah. close to a third down. And then they went for mm-hmm. it on fourth. Oh, the, the stones on that man. Oh. Uh, and then, yeah, like I said, Quay Walker, if you, if they would have won, I would have hoped you had been suspended because pushing an athletic trainer who you want to push your own guy. Fine. I guess you you look, you still look stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pushing the other guy, especially after what happened Monday, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, phone call from Roger immediately. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible look. It's just, uh, it's the Green Bay Packers. I don't know where they go from here. Who the hell knows what Aaron Rodgers is thinking? Well, I guess we'll find out Tuesday. Tune into the Pat McAfee show, <laughs> um, I guess, because that's the only interview he does. Uh, who knows? What happens with Jordan, Jordan Love? I don't know. Um, it makes you, I think about it more with like Trey Lance, like what if we didn't make that trade and we just would have taken, I don't know, Micah Parsons, or even if we made the trade, what if that third overall pick, we took Parsons, we took Pat Sertan, right? What if we took Jamar Chase? Who knows? We wouldn't have a backup or Trey Lance might be QB three, but the Packers, what, what happens? You could have drafted somebody. I don't know where they go. Cause uh, they might they might go from Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love to nobody if Jordan because mm-hmm. there were rumors Jordan Love wants wants out if right. he's not going to play but I guess if Rodgers retires he he would he would step up but man the turnovers that's the other thing Aaron Rodgers he didn't look he didn't look he looked like his butt was tight 
bad vibes got <laughs> the whole me. season. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just and, and it was it. Devontae wouldn't. Have, I don't know if he would have made. I mean, sure he would have made a difference. He's a really good player, but I don't. I don't know. It. It, it, so it, it was it. weird. Packers Jack and the Bum of the Week for the first episode of 2023. All of them. Yeah. I mean, all of them. I mean, where do they go from here? We do not know. We just know that they're not going to be in the playoffs, and they're Joey's first Jack and the Bum of the Week of 23. We, we know they're it. going to the golf course. <laughs> Maybe Whistling so, Straits. I think that's up in Wisconsin. Yeah. Yeah. Very long course. Very challenging course. I'm sure Rogers will have a great time there. Um, maybe a little one, two, three Cancun for him as well. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Lions didn't do one, two, three Cancun. They want no, one, they, two, three W. Yep. They, and in the cold too. Good on you, Jared Goff, who has a rap. You know what? I don't the, have a Jack the in the bum. If, if, if we had a Jack in the, a Jack in the bro of the week, <laughs> it might be Jared Goff. Cause I, you know, like he takes a lot he of flat shit. out was shit on by his own team yeah. in LA. Like he did get them to the Super Bowl. Like Sean McVay, I mean, he didn't really hide hide him. So he was like, I need somebody else, and you know, Sean was right, and he backed it up. So there ain't, you know, it's just business is business. Sorry, Jared, but he has fully embraced Detroit. I think he's their Man of the Year uh, nominee mm-hmm. too, with what he's doing in the city. Yeah, it was freaking cold, and being a Northern California person, cold is freaking cold when it because <laughs> cold out here is about fifty one, <laughs> and, and I think that was twenty. In Lambeau, and, and he went uh, in there, did, got the job done. He it, great offensive him. season for him and and that whole staff. So good on the Lions and have fun at home, Aaron. You and would you say a, they they what they, they what do they pick sixth? Sixth and eighteenth. They have the Rams pick at six, and then their own pick at eighteen. They so. draft some guys on, on defense because they really don't they don't need much on offense. Right. Um, they draft some guys on defense. Who knows? They could be a they could be a team a perennial playoff. Contender, the Detroit Lions. Can't believe we're saying it, but really that does thanks, look... Thanksgiving morning slot looks looking up. Oh, stock way up on the Thanksgiving 9.30 a.m. game out here on the West Coast that you got to roll out of bed for. Things looking good for them in Detroit. Um, before we get to my You Like That picks of the week, uh, one quick thing to talk about outside of the NFL. Uh, tomorrow is the college football playoff national title game. It's out here in L.A. at SoFi. I've seen a lot of TCU and Georgia folks throughout the city this week that have come in. Um, That's right. A lot of anticipation around the game. Uh, Tickets are so expensive. I thought, like, maybe, maybe I would go to the game if they were reasonable, like, you know, 300, 400 bucks. I would consider maybe doing it if someone else wanted to go with me. No, it's like 900 to get in, and any any seat where you can see what the hell's going on is like 2,100 bucks. Absurd, but. Given that it's Georgia versus TCU, I wonder who TCU. that is. Like you said, you saw a lot of both. Wonder who, like, is that is that TCU coming? Is that Georgia? Probably Georgia. You would imagine Georgia. It feels like a coronation for them, back-to-back champions, the undefeated dogs. season. Yeah. I, Side note: nothing, nothing tickles me more than hearing a head football coach from the South say the word program. <laughs> I remember you telling me this earlier. You see. You know, like Kirby Smart being like, we're doing great things in this program, and you're just like, that's my guy. I just like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it's the word. It's the way it's just like, it's just like that, that, like, that guy, that guy just wakes up every morning and is like, how do I improve this program? And it'd be like, it, it'd be like in, in early March, and that's all they think about. It's all that matters. I don't know. Yeah. That's just, it's just, it's, it's just, it's funny. 
Absolutely. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. I was going to say I'm I already bet on Georgia minus 12 when it got to minus 12. It's now up to 13. I like Georgia to just roll in this game. I can't believe TCU is in the game in, in the first place. They weren't even ranked to start the season. Heck of a job by Sonny Dykes, the former Cal coach. Great on him. Incredible story. Max Duggan, awesome, you know, out of nowhere. He lost a QB competition in training camp, and now he's, you know, a Heisman finalist, and he's playing for the national title. Incredible story. But I feel like this is where the rubber meets the road, and I really like Georgia to just cruise in this game. Yeah, a guy who got benched uh, against the mailman who's on the – apparently he's on the Van Wilder program at Georgia. (laughs) I feel like Stetson Bennett has been at Georgia for like eight years. But, yeah. No, I – Georgia's going to roll. Yeah, I think that's the consensus around – I mean, I listen to a few college football podcasts and everybody's saying if TCU hangs in this game, it is an all-time great coaching job by – by Sonny Dykes, who already won. It's like it's like Georgia is Georgia better at every single position. Every position is their backup better than every single starter on TCU. And they're like TCU. TCU got they got tough. the they got the receiver John Johnson. I think that I saw potential first right. rounder. Ohio State was the best team Georgia has played all year by a mile. So this is a step down in class from what they faced last week. We both like Georgia. Going to be a good game. Um, Real, really fun to watch. I like when ESPN just goes all out for that for like the whole day tomorrow. So that'll be fun. And uh, we're both going with Georgia uh, minus twelve money line, whatever. Just bet it. It feels like a slam dunk there. Um, let's go over to my you like that picks of the week. Uh, so we finished the regular season twenty five fifteen and five. Feel like that's pretty damn impressive, given we're just two knuckleheads out here. But um, having your good. input you know where you're like hey that's crazy like this week you if i was to pick baltimore you would be like hey don't do that and no, normally i'd be like oh okay i'll look at another game but we only got uh six games to pick from this week and i, I want to make three picks so we usually do five picks a week we're going to do three because there's only six games um number one in our list here i mean i love tampa you love tampa it's plus three i already bet it at plus three um i feel like you know, maybe there'll be some public money on Dallas, you would think, over the course of the week, just because they have so many fans and, you know, such a better record than Tampa. But I feel like getting three points at home with Brady against Dak with the way he's playing right now, what do you think of Tampa plus three as our number one pick? Yeah, I, I would pick Tampa to win. Yeah, that, that's one that, that I'm on for sure. And then the other one I'm on is Jacksonville plus two and a half. Um, I was thinking, oh, maybe that'll get to three, but then I saw the Mike Williams injury. I saw the Joe, uh, Joey Bosa injury, and I was like, oh, man, that's looking like a real good time to pick, pick Jacksonville, especially if you're getting a couple points there. So uh, what do you think about Jacksonville plus two and a half as our number two pick? Again, I think they're going to win. Yeah, I, like These are all – we're picking underdogs, but I, I, I think they're going to win. I'm more, right. I'm, I'm more confident in Jacksonville, weirdly. Um, they're also home because dogs. I do really think Tampa is terrible, but I just, I just would pick Tampa because I think as tight as your asshole can get, that's, what's going to be Dallas. <laughs> and then, you know, both of them being home dogs. I love that too. In the playoffs, I feel like the home field advantage matters so much in the playoffs. As we all remember, Marshawn Lynch, beast quake seven and nine Seahawks beat the, I believe it's 13 and three new Orleans that year. Home field advantage means a ton in the playoffs. It's going to be a raucous atmosphere in, in Florida for both of those games. And then my third pick, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to take Baltimore. I want to put a caveat out there that 
when I'm recording this, it's plus six. I think that's going to go up significantly. So if you're thinking about betting that game on the Baltimore side, I would wait. Joey, you disagree strongly. (laughs) (laughs) If you were listening to the earlier part of this podcast, which I think you were if you're still here, I picked Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl. So he he has he has Cincy role in there. So um, we're gonna go out on a limb here and make these our three picks. I know I'm gonna eat crow, especially if Lamar's out. I mean, but, but hey, if, if they bet. win, if they win, it'll be a big old uh, what happened, Joey? Yeah, to my I'm pick. setting myself up for one here, and so are you. All right, here we go. You like that wild card round picks of the week? We're twenty five, fifteen, and five uh, through the regular season. Here we are in the playoffs. We're taking three games. Uh, Tampa, plus three at home against Dallas. We like them at home. We think Dallas is going to have the tight sphincter factor going. (laughs) Jacksonville, plus two and a half uh, at home against the Chargers due to the Chargers injuries. And then we're going Baltimore. Wait till it gets to seven and a half if you can, but we're going to judge it at Baltimore plus six. I think Harbaugh is such a significantly better coach. I think if Lamar is back, Baltimore is going to win the game. Can't believe I'm saying that. I am going to get absolutely trashed for this. But those are your you like that picks of the week. Joey, it's time for your feels great baby, your wildest take you feel best about at the moment. And you're talking about uh, somebody who has been in the news for all the wrong reasons the last four weeks uh, as his injury continues to linger and perplex. Yep. I, I I don't I don't love this take. It's just it's just not a great story, you know. Somebody just while this taken, I'm like, you know what? This is a bold, like, good story. Like, oh, so and so is making the playoffs, or so and so's. I my hot take is I think Lamar Jackson might have played his last already have played his last game as a Raven. I something's up. I I believe the Ravens are a pretty well run organization, and I feel like if they wanted to pay Lamar, they would have paid him already. Mm-hmm. I just something's up. I think something's up with them. I think something's up with, like, people always say, well, get him a number one receiver. Well, someone's got to sign the contract. I don't think other receivers want to play in Baltimore with Lamar. I, I mm-hmm. As cool as a guy and nice as he might be. Like, even a guy like Hollywood Brown said, I love you, Lamar, but I'm done, man. I'm tired of running the go route and having you run or ch- chuck it down to Mark Andrews. Like, yeah, be a tight end. Go be a tight end for the Ravens. But – I. I just yeah, I mean they're trotting Deshaun Jackson out there. Old yeah, I just and, and and just I have a general theory. No matter what sport it is, if you pay a guy like big money, and Lamar is going to get the big of the biggest money when whoever pays him. And if you cannot, if you cannot, if you don't play the position you're playing, like the skill, the number one skill requires the quarterback is to throw the ball from the pocket mostly, but throwing the ball. I have a hard time paying you because, like, if, if like it, think about it in baseball. Like, if you're a shortstop, like, if you hit 40 jacks and hit 280, and like you're solid, but like if you can't field your position and like, you know, be a good defender at shortstop, like it's it's hard. Like you, it it's hard to win. Or like in basketball, like if you can't shoot the ball, like it's it's Markel Fultz, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's just. Ben Simmons. Or like I could even take it to one of one of my just favorite players in the history of sports. Uh, Brent Burns was terrible in his own zone a lot, and it if you can't defend, it's it's hard to win. 
And I think the Ravens know, like, we're going to pay this guy $45, $50 million a year, and we're still not sure if he can sit in there and throw from the pocket as he gets older. And and sadly, he's he's kind of become an unavailable player, whether it's – he get for some reason, even with or without COVID, he gets sick a lot. And yeah. he, he's been hurt. And and it's just – it's something's up. And I think with the past offseason, like, look what Deshaun – look what Cleveland gave Deshaun. That arguably might be – a horrible trade. Um, oh yeah, and, and inarguably, money, yeah. <laughs> you look at what Kyler Murray, horrible. Like every Russell Wilson, all these quarterbacks got. He, you want to, you know, the Colts. Whether it's a trade, the Colts traded a bunch for Matt Ryan. Didn't work out. Yeah, and Wentz, Wentz, horrible. Didn't like all this like big, you know, free agent trade offseason quarterbacks. It just didn't work. And and I I think the Ravens. I don't think they draft a guy because they're going to be so far down in the first round, but I don't know. Something, something's weird. And I don't think Lamar plays next year on the franchise tag whatsoever. So right. I think he gets franchised and I think they trade him. I think he best case scenario for Lamar is he goes to Miami. I think he's from there. Um, they're going to need a quarterback because Tua might be in the hospital. Uh, who knows? I don't know. But I, I just – Something's up with Lamar, and I think he's I think he's played his last game as a Raven. A little bit of a hot take there. Um, I do. I first of all, I want to say I like Lamar. I've always liked Lamar. I think he's an incredible player. I think he can win the Super Bowl. Uh, he's that good of a player for them. I just think what's transpired since he won his MVP in 2019, it's been like. Yes, Someone said progressed. that today. Like 2019 was is going to be four years ago. Like from next year. Right. Like like that's a long time. He's progressed massively as a passer, I think, but he's still one of those players who his availability will always be in question for the rest of his career, whether it's illness, whether it's the knee, whether it's he takes a ton of hits because he plays in a you know very physical style. I I just something doesn't feel right long term, but I think like if you come into a game like I'm saying with my pick of Baltimore to win next week, if you come into a game with a guy like him. If he's healthy and, you know, functional, he will give you a better chance to win than most players. Obviously, you know, they're yeah. still, you know, like week in, week out. Would he like, take a two-year, $110 million deal? That's what I'm saying is like that guy can win you the Would Super they overpay him year. for the next two years? Like they don't have yeah. the long term. Would they give him two years, 110, like give him like 55, million, 55 a year? Yeah, I wonder if he would take – I don't think his Fully camp guaranteed. would want him to take that. But – that's what I would say if I'm Baltimore and I know my fans love him and I know he's like the nicest dude and that is a big one an MVP. I, I to an would, owner that's a huge deal. Yeah, two years, hundred and ten million or something like that does make a lot of sense. Probably not for Lamar's side, but you know he's going to want a long term deal. And there are teams that would line up to give him a much longer term deal. You know, would you Jets, would you rather give Lamar? Here's this: Would you rather give Lamar five years? What would it be? Five years, two forty guaranteed. Yeah. Would you do that or would you trade him? Because you probably, I mean, let's just start with what it took to get Trey Lance, and he's not a functional player right now. <laughs> like, do you get three one? Like Russell Wilson, do you get three ones and two twos? Like, I'm three trying to ones, think of three who could even put together a package like that and feel comfortable about doing it. Like, Detroit makes sense because they have all those picks, but they they're probably okay with Goff. I don't know. It's a, it's a tough scenario because you're like, first of all, who would be willing to do that overpay for both? Like, who would pull a 
pull a Cleveland and give away all their picks and all their money for Lamar. Well, I don't well, know. Well, my first guess, they need a quarterback. Um, and they, I believe, were the second team in the running for Lamar. Would Atlanta do it? You would think so. I mean, especially if they make a change in coach. Because, I mean, there are rumors that Lamar was going to Atlanta until Cleveland said, went YOLO on the contract offer. Right. Um, would Atlanta do it? Um, Deshaun was rumored to go to Atlanta. You said Lamar. Oh, but, did I? Oh, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I that does seem like a decent fit. I don't know if he would want to go there. I mean, that division is awful, so it feels like he would be a shoo-in you know, playoff team if we were to make that move. But I like your take here. I do think it's probably more likely than not that he will stay with the Ravens long-term. I just – something about this giving is, him – This a, is not you know, something anything a big fat check couldn't cu- couldn't cure – that's right. Yeah, exactly. Like if they, you know, work you know, something some things out it's like, season. oh, like there's locker room. They don't like each other. It's like if he if he gets a blank check, he'll walk in the building the next day and hey, everybody brought donuts, cookies <laughs> like kumbaya. It's a one big happy family. It really would. Step one is he's got to get on the field next week for a big game in Cincinnati. In that would be a, that would playoffs. go a long way into like kind of uh, extending the whole like, you know. If you go fifty, I'll go fifty, and we'll meet in the middle. Like right. Lamar, you you if you're anywhere near healthy, you have to play. Right, and I think he will, and I hope he does. I hope he does. I love the guy, you know, and I love watching him play. So we'll see how that goes next week. Um, before we close the pod, let's talk about some stuff outside of sports. We've been gone for a couple weeks. Uh, you know, we both had great holidays with our families. Um, I wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions and like some that we've made for ourselves going into next year and then some ones that we just like freaking hate when people say that that's their new year's resolution new year, new so me. oh my god see that's what i hate is like social no, media it's not. new year new me oh you know it's side rough. take side take i told you this i've uh i've deleted the social media just because i i literally got depressed re- like reading some of it so much mm-hmm. cuz it's just the bathroom of the internet mm-hmm. a lot of the time I miss I miss some I miss some video I miss some of the funny videos but I, I overall to be honest it's been quite a cleansing experience. Um, I might need to try that. Yeah, I just it it's uh, it's wild, but um, I will say yeah. I do miss some of the memes of like New Year's and like all the Planet Fitness commercials. <laughs> January's a big planet. What's a what's a who who is January a bigger month for Planet Fitness or TurboTax? Oh man, well March I feel like March and April for TurboTax is just off the charts. But I've seen I feel like every commercial. Speaking of commercials, I feel I think I saw a new progressive like "Don't Be Your Parents" one today, and it made me really happy. Oh, those are the best commercials on. Did TV you see the new mile. one? At least I haven't seen it yet. Where that dude's cleaning the trash can. Yeah, and he, he labels them with his address <laughs> like, and name. He's and like, number. yeah, what. He's like, you know, just just being prepared. He's like, or so. What do you say? And then he's the, washing the guy's his like, trash. Can. Yeah, he's like the guy's like a trash can. It's trash. It's trash. <laughs> oh, I love those. Those are the those are the best ones on TV. All right. So some New Year's resolutions that people make that I don't like that I feel are like ugh, cliche. Number one, gonna eat better. You're not. None of us are. We live in America. You can get anything you That's want funny, whenever you want. Because mine is it. usually I'm gonna eat more. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's definitely not yours. You've had basically the same diet since we first met in college with 12, 13 years ago, and it's not going to change anytime soon. 
Um, I they're gonna work the only out. Thing more. Gonna change I, it is if uh, if they keep raising it because uh, since we were in college, I swear that thing is doubled in price. Yeah, you're freaking double quarter pounder large. And it's with, a, it's a problem yeah. when it goes from seven dollars to fourteen because unlike most people, I order two of them, so it costs me like thirty dollars. <laughs> oh, I God bless your arteries; they are working so hard overtime for. 30 years at this point. I can't believe it. Um, other ones, going to work out more. Obviously, that's a good one. Good on you. Don't need to see the videos. Don't need to see the pictures on I Instagram. Might get the, I might get a new role in um, Super Size Me 2 or 3, whatever they're on. <laughs> yeah. The, you're, you're more of a science experiment at this point, you know, with the amount of fast food you've eaten in your life. It's like, how long can he make it? Can he make it to 70? With this diet. I think this is the point in the podcast that my mom turns it off. <laughs> uh, uh, other ones that I see a lot of online, I'm going to change jobs. I'm going to read more books. I'm going to have less screen time. Oh, the time. job one? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to my boss about about how I'm getting overworked in my pay. Yeah, No, you're not. No. You're going to sit there the... and mope like me. Yep. You're going to scroll on social media more, and you're going to post cryptic tweets about how much you hate certain things and everybody's going to message you and be like, why did you say that? Are you okay? And you're going to be like, it's just some tough stuff at work. I'm like be an adult. Come on now. I don't like those. Um, some actual New what, Year's what, resolutions. What, though. What, I was before, what is like, how far do you think people make it? Like if they, if they actually say, Oh, I'm going to eat better. Like what, where would the, where would the day be? Where the line for me, would be for me, I did that. Or just anybody, la- like I did that last year because I was getting married in late February, and I lost like twenty five, twenty eight pounds, something like that, in between like mid December and the wedding, and then once the wedding was over, for whatever reason, I was just like back to the good old me, and now look at me. Yeah, I'm, but you got I'm, you got married what end of February, right? Yeah. yeah. End of- so I, I made it. I two feel like months. that would be pretty far. <laughs> for people who do New Year's resolutions, like if you right. go two months, like, like two months, I'd give you credit. Good. Two months is pretty I, good. <laughs> I don't know how far I usually make it. I feel like the one I would always do is like I'm going to eat healthier because I do exercise a lot. I play a ton of pickleball. I play a ton of golf. I go on lots of walks. I get a lot of exercise. I just I eat like garbage on the weekends and it ruins all the progress. I feel like, you know, making it two months is actually pretty good. Um, as far as, like, oh, yeah, actual really New good. Year's resolutions, what are you going with this year? I'm Mine is going to be, yes, I'll try to eat less. That's obviously something I need to do. But I would say the ones that I put on my list, um, yeah, eat less, listen more. Jamie's going to love that one. Uh, uh, we don't, we could totally get into New Year's <laughs> resolutions in a – marriage partnership relationship we could do that we could do a whole podcast on that yeah we've we've already hit the the hour mark here so i'm gonna try to keep it a little bit less but i also put take some golf lessons do more time at the range and less at the course because my game has just dropped off precipitously in the last few months and then like you said less social media i feel like less social media less worrying about the news trying to focus more on like what honestly I dude i highly recommend it like Hot i take. know like is uh, like there are some things I really do miss, like my dad scooping me on the playoff schedule. Like that's kind of a bummer. That was kind of my thing, like me knowing things before he did. <laughs> but if I lose that, what do I have, Eric? Um, <laughs> no. Well, I was thinking about like a podcast. I was like, my New Year's resolution. 
I'm going to talk better about Mike McGlinchey. It's a new year, new me. I'm going <laughs> to say nice things about him because he actually played really well against the Raiders, and I'll give him that. I think Max Crosby had his worst-rated uh, game as a, as, a, as a rusher, and so I was going to come on here, new year, new me, and Mike McGlinchey, hats off to you, baby. I Today, uh, not so much, but, uh, you know, Raider game, you were great. If if I was a, if I had a serious New Year's resolution, my thing would probably be to not try as hard as I possibly can. Actually, that's not the good way to put it, because when you, you don't want to focus on it too much, but is to not like not be so mad all the time. Mm. Like road rage, just just Joey, just stop it. <laughs> you don't need to do it. You don't even drive a car that much. You work from home, and and you know your food gets delivered. You don't you don't go very much, so you don't need. Why are you so mad? That would be it. Um, Mike Mike McGlinchey gets beat off the edge. No, it's okay. I'm like, yeah, you know, Mike is fine. Totally fine. <laughs> it's all good. It's not like this matters. Yeah. No, that'd probably be it. Don't get okay. so mad. Not too bad. I, I can't. I mean, I, I can't with a straight face. I want to eat better. We both know that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to make an effort to do it, and we'll, we'll see how long that lasts. I feel like i got to keep my current exercise routine and then just eat less. You know, that's the key for me. <laughs> it's less. It's not, like, healthier. Like, you know, I went to sushi last night with Jamie, and she ordered, I think, some tempura and then a Philadelphia roll and a couple pieces of nigiri. I ordered... I think 16 pieces of nigiri and three rolls and a miso soup and something. Like, I just go nuts. Even at, at sushi, which is supposedly relatively healthy, I go ape shit. I order 90 to $100 that's, worth of shit for myself. That's my problem. Is that's hilarious. When it's like, oh. Because I think about myself, like, could I eat better? Of course I could. Could I, you know, do all this stuff? But, like, if I just simply started with just eat less, bro. Like, just put the <laughs> fork down. Like, even if you ate the same food and exercised the same, which is very to little or none, <laughs> like, just put the pizza down. Like, put it down. Like, sometimes Caleb would be like, what do you want to eat? And, you know, we end up, of course, like, like, we, we, we got DoorDash the other day and she's like, what do you want? Um, we both are always like, um, we should get this because it's really good leftovers so we could order more and then we'll have something for tomorrow. We don't have to worry about it the next day. Mm-hmm. That stuff's gone that day. <laughs> it doesn't make it. Like, like, uh, yeah. Just, just eat less, man. Like, yeah. Just eat less. It's going to be a like challenge. If I, if I could do, maybe that's it. Just eat less. Like the family size of chips is not a personal pizza. Okay. <laughs> That's what I. That's what I wrote in my notes. Is eating better and eating. You scratch less, that out. <laughs> eat better. Different. It's like nah. very <laughs> different. People who say I'm going to eat better, I'm like fuck you. But people who say I'm going to eat less, I'm like no. There's progress. You know. So that's what I'm going to yeah, try to do. Yeah, you can't go to eat better until you eat less. Exactly. That's half the battle. Like when I go to sushi, maybe order enough for an adult male and not for the entire offensive line of the Minnesota Vikings. You know. Yep. I. We, just... <laughs> and with that. We'll call this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. This was our 10th episode. Uh, we, we really appreciate everybody who listens and rates and subscribes. It's super cool uh, to be speaking to all of you and getting some feedback from you. So um, 
Happy New Year to all of you from Joey and I, and then uh, we'll we'll see you next week. Hopefully, uh, we'll be talking about Might a Vikings 49ers matchup. If if either of our teams stumble, especially if the Niners stumble, it will be a very, very somber episode, but we will be back next week to talk with you, and uh, we'll see you then. 